0: Welcome back. It's Now with Dave Brown on AMI. Let's say hello to AMI Content Development Specialist Karen McGee for the Central Regional Report. Hey, good morning, Karen. Good morning, Dave. How are
1: you, my friend? I'm
0: well. I'm all full of beans talking about the crocodile hunter. But Karen, no time for crocodile talk. We've got to get to the CNIB's Connecting the Dots event. Guy Carrier gave us just an amuse-bouche on this yesterday. And Karen, we know the agenda hasn't been finalized, but what are some of the expectations based on previous Connecting the Dots events?
1: So we've both attended this event in the past, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. You've gone, and it is usually a great lineup of keynote speakers, um, panelists, vendors. I've really enjoyed a lot of the breakout sessions, everything from accessible gaming to the latest in technology. Um, This year, they're promising to cover a lot of topics, including current trends, research, innovations in the sight loss community. Um, and thought-provoking workshops and informative panel discussions. Like I said, those parts are always my favorite. You get a smaller group of people to to sort of talk and hear ideas and suggestions. Um, They're also going to learn more about programs and services and resources for people with a connection to blindness and just so you know who this is for i've met everybody there like i go myself sort of as part of ami to sort of do some content research i've met parents of children who are blind or low vision i have met um people who are blind low vision young people people more of my age um but so it's it's um it's a lot of fun it's it's a great wide sort of range of people who attend these it's a lot of fun um We're also going to explore opportunities with Come to Work, which is an innovative program connecting job seekers who are blind or partially sighted with employers and lots more.
0: Yeah, it's an awesome learning opportunity. These kinds of conferences are a great chance to uh, just sort of broaden your horizons and understand some of the things that are coming down the pipeline beyond just the experiences that we know. It's not just looking to the past. It's looking to the future. It's always a great opportunity to uh, think about where being blind and the services that serve people who are blind or low vision fit into that and move into the future it's a really cool opportunity uh karen i know the registration details can get a little bit murky but where do you suggest people go to register find out more
1: So go to CNIB.ca and just FYI, if you register before September 18th, there is a discount and it's not that expensive. I think I've it's like $25 a day or $20 a day. I think it's $10 for the virtual ones if you register beforehand. Um, The first 100 delegates to register by August 31st will receive a uh, box packed with all sorts of goodies, which is always my favorite thing to receive as we've been known to call it swag. Swag. Stuff we all get. Stuff we all
0: get. Love me a good swag bag.
1: There's another S word I've used too.
0: Who doesn't love a good swag bag? Hey, Karen, we've only got a couple of minutes here, but you wanted to provide an update on paddleboarder Mike Shorman, who's been uh, doing a crossing of the Great Lakes all summer long on his paddleboard. So what's next? Where's he going uh, vis-a-vis Lake Ontario?
1: so this is his last one to cross um it's a fundraiser for mental health if the weather holds out fingers crossed he's hoping to complete his last crossing tomorrow so he's going to leave youngstown new york on the south side of lake ontario from toronto like from toronto and he'll make his way across the lake via paddleboard to the harbourfront center in toronto so um he he struggled with mental health after contracting ramsey hunt syndrome just a little background um, he told the Beach Metro that um, website that he raised just over $60,000 of the $100,000 he's looking to raise, and if he's successful, he's going to be the first person with disabilities to cross all five Great Lakes, um, and the last four Great Lakes have not been easy. He's been dealing with lake conditions, elements, um, some nutritional issues as well. Um, and this is the second time he's tried to cross, cross Lake Ontario. He was unsuccessful last year. So fingers crossed, he's going to get across safely
0: tomorrow. Yeah, we've had a couple weather conditions last couple days with some uh, storms brewing. It never quite brewed yesterday. It's supposed, to, it's supposed to storm today. So hopefully, everything is uh, smooth sailing tomorrow. Is there a way where folks can follow the crossing? Where can they go?
1: So Mike's on Twitter at MikeShorman dash the unbalanced paddle border and on jack.org backslash. Um, the number five not the word five great Lakes um the crossing is going to take 20 hours when he starts if you're following on Twitter they'll let you know when he starts and you can meet him at the harbor front in Toronto so I'm sure he would love to get a greeting there if you can do math from when he starts to 20 hours but his team <laughs> keeps you updated as well
0: jack.org slash Great lakes jack.org slash five great lakes Karen I'm sorry we had to rush you today have a wonderful day and uh, I get to see you in person next week so I'm really excited
1: Can't wait for it, my friend.
0: Have a good one. You've been listening to Now with Dave Brown. Hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.